day and welcome to episode number six of the Selah Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Newman. As always, joined by my friend, Darren Zook. What's going on, everybody? It's good to see you. Happy July 4th. It's coming tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, that's when this episode drops. I hope you've had a great summer. Yeah. I uh, hope you had good vacations. If you went to Disney, we know it's probably not that good because I don't consider Disney a vacation. My I, family would take issue with that, but yes, yeah. yes. I think Disney is the closest thing to purgatory <laughs> that I would ever... It's not relaxing by any means, but it can be very much enjoyed. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it's just, I'm not a Disney guy. Um, yeah, I'm also not a walking guy. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of steps at Disney. I also don't think... Do they call it an express? Is it a fast pass, or do they call it express lanes? I don't remember what it is now, but yeah, it's it's something. I think it's express lane or yeah. no lightning lane. That's what it is. Okay, lightning yeah, lanes. We have very different definitions of lightning. Same. Um, I don't think lightning strikes and then waits thirty minutes to strike again. <laughs> and so when I think of like the pace, whether it's fast pass, express, all those things, I sh- if I have that, I'm not waiting in line. I'm just walking straight through, not like, oh, it's 30 minutes instead of four and a half hours for you to ride a freaking teacup that spins in a circle. That's just not my thing. But if uh, regardless, hope you've had a great vacation uh, and have enjoyed the Disney rant um, for the day. We're getting into episode number six where we talk um, today. I want to talk about how to discover your purpose Mm. and really like what we have labeled this episode is discover your calling yeah um and so just to kind of give you a little bit of backstory uh i got saved in august uh, august 1st of 2011 pre-jesus was a drug dealer built myself a little drug empire uh had an encounter with the lord he changed my life forever come on didn't really have any ministry background, uh, a lot of Christian experience, but got connected to a church about six months after getting saved. And when I got into this church, the question was, what's your calling? Mm. And in that like topic of conversation, um, I was a 18-year-old, radically saved by grace guy. And I knew God had put a calling on my life to teach and to tell people about Jesus. And so I said, my calling is youth ministry. And the leadership of that church was in full agreement with it. And we kind of went on this journey where they gave me opportunities. I shortly after became the youth pastor would, uh, I had the opportunity to speak and teach all around the world. Um, and, over a period of time, God began to shift and change my heart. And I'll be honest, I had a little bit of an identity crisis Mm. for a short period of time because my understanding of calling and the environment that I was in was that God calls you to something for a lifetime. Yeah. And that calling becomes your identity. Mm. And the reason why I feel like calling is so misunderstood is because we have attached calling 
to identity. And I think when we look in Scripture, we get a very different viewpoint of what calling actually is according to Jesus. And so as we look at calling today, like Darren, what's been your experience with this phrase, like your calling in church? Yeah, I think in churches, it has become something that's very misunderstood um, because I think there's so many times and I, I think back to, you know, all the churches that I grew up in, when you heard somebody say, well, I have the calling from God to do X, Y, or Z, oftentimes it felt forced, you know, it didn't feel natural. Um, and I think they misunderstood their passion, you know, or something that they want to be excited about for their calling and for what they, they felt like God had told them to do. Yeah. And, you know, the reality of it is, and, and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but like, we're all called by God for a specific purpose. Yeah. So yeah. Why don't you unpack it? Cause I'm not going to take it away from right. You. Right. Well, yeah. and, and that's what I want to bring clarity to. Uh, I think the way calling has been taught in the church in a lot of ways has been very confusing for people. Mm. And what it ends up being is that we devalue what every individual person is called to do. And we only elevate those who are called into like vocational ministry. Yeah. This is a leadership podcast. And when I talk about leadership, like Darren, you're a leader in the business world. Um, maybe you're watching this and you're a teacher. Maybe you lead a couple of people uh, in your workplace. Maybe you're just a parent with kids. And I don't mean to say just a parent um, a as if that's a lower status. You're a leader. Yeah. There's value in that. And so I want to bring clarity to what we see in Scripture as your calling. And to do that, I think we go straight to the Great Commission. Yep. My biggest problem in the church is that we have so many people who are trying to figure out what they're called to do and are not obedient to do the very thing Jesus told us to do. Right. It's like, I want to figure out if I'm called to be a worship leader. Like, when's the last time you helped make a disciple? <laughs> right. Because Jesus gave, I here's what I believe about calling. Every single one of us have the same calling. That's right. When we look at Scripture, this is what Jesus says. Go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, yep. teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. I think for believers, one of the best things that we can understand and the way we value the body of Christ is that we know we all have the same calling. Whether you have been following Jesus for 30 years or 30 minutes, the moment you said yes, the Great Commission became the commission of your life. Yeah, It's no longer a good idea. It's no longer just the last saying of Jesus. It's not the great suggestion. It is the great commission. It is God sending you out with instructions for what to do with your life. And I remember reading The Eight Essentials of a Catalyst Leader by Brad Lominick. Mm -hmm. um, this is where I got the name of our church from, but it didn't start with the name of our church. I was uh, reading content about calling and having vision for my life. And the question was, if there was something you could do for the rest of your life, money didn't matter, 
Title didn't matter. Occupation didn't matter. What would you do? And what I wrote down on that piece of paper was I would propel people towards Jesus. Right. That's what I would do. I'd spend the rest of my life doing it. And at that time, I was serving as a youth pastor. I was starting uh, to do design work for other churches. And I didn't know if I was going to spend the rest of my life doing graphic work (laughs) and kind of branding. I was uh, doing like some coaching and consulting on the side. But I knew for the rest of my life, whether I stepped back into... Uh, like a business world type environment where I stayed in vocational ministry, I was going to propel people towards Jesus. I could point people towards Jesus whether I was in a church or I was out of a church. I could point people towards Jesus whether I was in an office or I was in my living room. I could do that thing for the rest of my life, and that's what calling is. Calling is not a position. It's not a place that you occupy. Calling is not a role or a title. It is your fulfilling of the Great Commission. That's what we're called to. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely, I think, some, uh, maybe even some leaders, you know, that, that have joined us, you know, in, in this podcast or, um, you know, leaders of churches who I think um, may take issue with it, you know, simply because of the fact that they may say, hey, you know, yes, when we accept Christ, you know, that commission, that is our responsibility but our calling is something that's been uniquely bestowed upon us by God to fulfill a specific purpose in that plan and, and in that purpose. What do you say to that? Yeah, and, and this is where I want to bring great clarity. We all have the same calling. At the same time, you have a unique assignment. Yeah. And here's what I love about assignments. Assignments are seasonal. If you're a worship leader listening to this podcast right now, you will not be able to lead worship for the rest of your life. When you are no longer able to lead worship, has God still called you? Absolutely. Yeah. Your assignment has changed. Right. I remember experiencing this shift when uh, I was in youth ministry. I was teaching at youth conferences all around the world. I got invited to teach at a youth conference with thousands of students, and I taught. I saw people get saved, and I left that night feeling so unfulfilled. Mm. Not because, like, it, it was amazing that people got saved, but I felt this shift in my assignment. I knew that my assignment as a youth pastor was coming to an end, and what God had been speaking to me about planting a church was starting to ignite in mm. my life. I got I started getting excited about the thought of starting with nothing. Things that don't like that that's not exciting. I was gonna say, that's not gonna be normal for most people. No, that's not exciting. Yeah. But uh, assignments excite you. And I think one of the other things that like breaks my heart is there are some people who have been so like sold out on this idea that calling is a position that they'll just suffer through it. Mm. They'll go, Oh, you know, I just, I surrendered to the call and I had to suffer for the Lord because that's what he called me to do. He called you to make disciples. You have no obligation to be in that seat you're in. Yeah. You chose to. Yeah. If it's your assignment, God gives you joy for it. Right. He sustains you in it. He provides everything you need for it. And I think when we approach this lane of purpose with understanding that we all have the same calling, but we have unique assignments, it 
not only gives us the freedom to realize that sometimes seasons have endings. Actually, every season has an ending. Absolutely does. But it also frees us to not put our identity into something that God has put a shelf life on. Mm. And I think that's the danger that I've seen when we misunderstand calling is all of our stock is put in what we currently do. And if we aren't doing it, we don't know who we are. Yeah. And even I have to remind myself as a pastor, like I teach in front of people all the time. I teach less in front of our church, you know, uh, over the last couple of years than I, than I do because I teach more globally or nationally. Um, but the reality is if I never stepped on another stage, God still called me. Yeah. That's he good. still chose me. He still picked me. And when you don't have to, um, I remember the days of teaching from the place of needing people yeah. to affirm my calling. I need you to tell me I'm gifted. I need you to tell me God chose me. I need you to tell me I'm in the right seat. I don't need that anymore. Yeah. And it's so freeing to be able to sit on the front row of our church and be somebody else's biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Knowing that it down the road, there's going to, my role has even adapted and changed over the years. I don't hold it with a closed fist because I'm open to the assignment that God has for me. Right. In that season. Right. And I think it's also, you know, one of the things you said there kind of stuck with me a little bit because you and I have talked a lot about the fact that it's like, hey, it's it's not what you do that defines you. It's who you're defined by. Yeah. And recognizing in that, too, that your assignment is going to change. And it's okay that your assignment is going to change because ultimately it's God preparing you for what's next in his plan for you versus the plans you've made for yourself. Yeah. And so don't get so wrapped up in what you're doing in the moment and allow that to become your identity that you lose sight and lose focus on what God, or I should say who God has called you to be. Absolutely. Well, it's in our assignments that our calling is confirmed. Yep. We're called to make disciples. Our assignment helps us do that. If you are, listen to this, because I need to make sure you hear this. If you are in an assignment that removes you from your ability to fulfill your calling, it is not God's assignment for your life. If you're in a position where you're not able to make disciples, it's not God's, you're you're in the wrong assignment. Right. Because God only assigns the thing that confirms what he's called you to do. Right. And so I found that like one of the best things for me um, in this last season, my calling has been so confirmed by the assignment that God has given me. One of those assignments is to serve uh, like other pastors. Yeah, I've been on that assignment for several years. Um, when we started doing lead pastor getaways, I figured out for me the fastest way to make disciples is to help disciple makers. And so when we started these events and pastors would come in from all around the country who were considering suicide, who were contemplating quitting their churches, leaving their marriages, moral failures in the works, and are spending a few days with us understanding who they are, that they are sons before their pastors, right? Having that identity in the right place, learning rest rhythms and understanding stewardship. Uh, stewardship is not about giving God what you don't have. Right. 
Stewardship is about leveraging what he's already given you. Right. And when we leave understanding those, seeing guys come in, spend three days with us, and experience more breakthrough in three days than 30 years, God confirmed it. Yeah. He confirmed it. And so the good news is the confirmation of your assignment is in the fruit of your calling. Yeah, so good. It gives you the ability to make disciples, to help more people meet him. And so if you're on this journey, maybe you've figured out today that you have put your stock, your calling is what you do. Can I just remind you of something? It's not biblical. (laughs) I know it's not popular. Yeah. But it's not biblical. You are more than what you do. When God looks at me, He's never shown up to the table and said, Pastor Nick, how you doing today? He says, son, I wanted to spend time with you. And so we have to remember that we are not what we do. We are who God says we are. That's right. And the calling that he's given us is uniformed. And here's the beautiful thing. When we understand that we all have the same calling, but our assignments are different, then we actually understand the purpose of the church. Right. The purpose of the church is that each piece is knit together. God has orchestrated them, strategically placed them to do what? Help fulfill the calling. That's right. Because one person's assignment can't fulfill the whole calling. Yeah. But when we all work together, when we all leverage the unique assignment that God has for us in those seasons, then we're able to do what he's called us to do. We'll see more people get saved. We'll see people experience transformation like never before. And in what area, ever area of leadership you lead in right now, this is not, hear me, this is not just a church message. Yeah. If you're a leader, we told you from day one, this is a Bible podcast. This is a biblically sound podcast. Uh, If you are a leader, that's what a disciple is. Yep. One of the most dangerous things we can do is separate discipleship and leadership. Because you do not get a good leader without being a good disciple. Yep. They don't have the character. Right. However... You do not have a good disciple without having a good leader Mm. because a disciple makes disciples. And what is that? That's leadership. Come on. They are cohesive. They work together. They are not disjointed at all. And I've seen people over time go, oh, you're focusing too much on leadership. Tell me more about discipleship. It's the same exact (laughs) thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. You can't separate the two. Man, that's so good. That's so good. So, hey, you know, every uh, every podcast, we get to take an opportunity and dig into some uh, submitted questions from you, from from leaders that are out there who uh, tune in with us on, on YouTube or tune into us from whatever podcast platform of your choice that you choose to use is. Um, so whether that is, uh, you know, throwing in a question in the comments that you want to hear Pastor Nick answer. Um, or whether it is, um, you know, sending us an email, you can send us, uh, a, a question via email to info at saylawleaders.com. Uh, but this, uh, this week's question, um, and this is one you and I have talked a lot about too, yeah. uh, comes from Sam. What do you do when you no longer enjoy what you do for a living? Mm. Um, there's, there's a few, I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts. I know we don't have that much time. <laughs> uh, 
one one thing that helps me is um, my joy can only be sustained from one source. the The root of enjoyment is joy. Yeah. So sometimes I have to uh, look at what I do and realize that my joy was never going to be fulfilled in what I'm doing. My joy can only be fulfilled in the Lord. Mm. In fact, Genesis 3, the curse of Adam in the fall is that work will become uh, tiring. It'll be toiling. There will now be thorns and thistles. It's going to be difficult, and it will never be satisfying. Yeah. So if your hope is to find the job where you are fully satisfied for the rest of your life, here's what I will tell you. You will not find that job mm. because we live in a broken and fallen world. We live in a world that is in the byproduct of the fall. Yeah. However, God's plan is to redeem us and restore us from that. Yeah. And so Jesus comes onto the scene in John 4, and he's having a conversation with the woman at the well. And in that conversation, she leaves and she's going to tell everybody about the man that told her everything she had ever done. The disciples have come back with food, and Jesus says, I'm not hungry. And the disciples go, well, who, who fed him? Right. Who brought him food? And Jesus looks at them and says, uh, I have food that you know nothing about. Right. Which is interesting because they've been doing ministry with him for a little bit. He says, you know nothing about it. My nourishment comes from doing the will of the Father and finishing the task of the one who sent me. Yeah. And so it also shows us that, like, uh, if you really want to experience joy and fulfillment, according to the New Testament, live out your calling. Yeah. Make disciples. Yeah. Live for more than just you. But your question, Sam, was, like, really specific. Uh, what do you do when you don't love what you do for a living? Mm. Um, here's what I've found uh, to be true in my life in certain seasons. That there are times where God will use things outside of your purpose to fund your purpose, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. What I really want to do with my entire life is make disciples. Uh, I will tell you that ministry alone does not sustain the weight of my bills. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, and so um, I'm not a bivocational guy necessarily. Like I have side hustles, I have other lanes of of revenue and streams and things like that that I've worked hard on over the years. Um, but God's used things that have been uh, part of my gift set but not part of my purpose right? to give me the financial resources necessary to do what he's called me to do. And then, I mean, if you don't love what you do for a living right now, it's time to game plan. It's time to strategize. I would say the next step is you get out of debt. You figure out a five-year plan and what, what, where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Is it, uh, just financial that you you aren't satisfied with? Is it that God's called you into something next, but you know you can't afford it? Was it a faith leap? Or is it like, hey, it's just not the right season? And I think that's a journey you go on with the Lord to kind of figure that out over time. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can speak 
firsthand, you know, for myself, you know, there's, there's been many times over the course of the last couple of years, especially where, where I've just kind of been like, man, like, I just don't feel fulfilled in, in what I'm doing in my day job. And, and, you know, my, my purpose and my unique giftings that God's given me, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's building his church in a very specific way. But one of the things you've helped me see is that, you know, my purpose is not defined by what I'm doing day to day. My purpose is ultimately the calling that he's put on my life, which yeah. is to propel people into an authentic relationship with him. Come on. So, amen. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, Hey, thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Selah leaders podcast. Episode number six, number seven's coming. We would encourage you right now. Send this message to a friend. Drop that comment. I'd love to answer your question. Come on. So whatever it is, drop it in the chat. It, there's not a chat. We'll drop it in the comment section of wherever you're listening to. Until next time, we'll see you later. Hey, thanks so much for checking out this month's episode of the Selah Leaders Podcast. Darren and I are so grateful that yeah. you chose to spend some time with us today to check it out. But do us a favor. Be sure to hit the like button, yep. subscribe, comment, share it with a friend, family, or another leader in your life. It would truly make a huge difference. Yeah, and if you'd like more information, jump over to selahleaders.com.